Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello there, and thank you for joining another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today, episode 21, Reactive Abuse, and why abusers rely on this tactic. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where your partner sparks an argument that you end up being at fault for? Have you ever found yourself reacting to his crap and he tells you you're abusing him? Or have you ever found yourself in an argument that feels totally out of character for you? and you end up feeling shame and guilt. And on top of it, you think if you're the one abusing him. Well, let me tell you, this is called reactive abuse. What is it really? Reactive abuse is when you, as the person being abused, you lash out against your abuser. Your response tends to be through screaming, insulting, or even in a physical manner. When this happens, the abuser has twisted the blame on you and make you seem like you are the abuser instead of him. This is another form of manipulation to switch you from being the victim to being the abuser. Does it make sense? I know. This happens because of the way that you are reacting to his toxic behavior. This is used to control and manipulate you into thinking that you are the abuser. Remember, abusers rarely take accountability for whatever it is that they did wrong. And instead, they will always find something you did wrong and shift the focus or use it to justify their bad behavior. He may use words like, you're overreacting, or you're being so dramatic. The reactive abuse is what happens when he has provoked you into reacting in an extreme manner. Why do they rely on this? Your abuser counts on this tactic and he will use it as many times as possible. Your reaction works as proof, quote unquote, that you are unstable and even mentally ill. He will hold these over your head for the longest time and bring it back to whenever he can use it. He will tell you things like, oh, do you remember that time? You were so crazy. I've told you, you need help. If these sound familiar, you probably had reacted to his abuse in the past. He may take it a step further and make this happen in front of other people or even take it to the police for proof. It all depends on the mind of your specific abuser. If you're still not sure what I'm talking about, let's imagine for a second there is a person poking you with a stick. All the while, you're trying to have a normal conversation. This person keeps poking at you while you're talking and you keep telling them to stop, but he doesn't stop. He then offers you a piece of chocolate. You say no, tell him to stop, but he keeps poking while you keep talking. At some point, if you're anything like me, you will grab the freaking stick and smack him with it, right? Well, this is reactive abuse. He was looking for that from the very beginning. He will say he didn't know this was bothering you. You never told me to stop. And I offered you some chocolate, like they want to sugarcoat it, but they will never acknowledge the abuse. He wanted you to lose it to now make you seem like you're all out of sorts. Or has this scenario happened to you? You're at a party with your partner and a few friends. Suddenly, you see your partner being way too friendly with another female. You stand your ground and ask to leave the party. You get in the car and start screaming and asking questions. 
This is reactive abuse. He will say that you're being too dramatic, that you're overreacting. Now, if someone sees you having this argument, who do you think that will say is the abuser? You. And that was his plan all along. Putting you in these situations gives him the power to get proof that you are the abuser. This will also cause you to lose your integrity at times, and therefore it will start affecting your own self-worth. This can put you in an unhealthy and or emotional mental state that could lead to other complications in the future like PTSD and things of that manner. If others saw this, you're in for a ride. Like I said, these other people have no idea of the abuse that you have been under. Therefore, they will believe what they saw with their own eyes. And that, my queen, was you becoming your worst self. This is done by manipulating the situation. He wants to make you believe that you are the one at fault for the abuse. The longer this happens, the more you will believe you are the one to blame. In time, this will cost you to believe you're violent and unstable. You will start to believe that you are the one with the problem as he is conditioning you to believe so. Sadly, the manipulation does not end there. This also causes you to feel guilt and shame. Every time you react, you seem to be proving him right. Problem is that you're acting out of character and right into his hands. At some point, you can begin to believe it is you that is the violent one and start to wonder if you are mentally unstable as well. Every time you react, he will claim that you are the abusive one. Then you will find that you will be in a back and forth in your mind because you are good, you're kind, and you are loving to others. But you keep acting out and you ask yourself, could I be abusing him? Girl, don't even go there. In my relationship, I believed the whole time that I was defending myself. And probably it was one of the reasons why I never thought I was actually being abused. Now, I think back and I remember all the times he would tell me that I was the toxic one and how he always seemed to enjoy getting me to this point. This would happen a lot more frequently when he had been out drinking, but it happened when he hadn't either. One day, I remember that he made it about me and my mom. I don't normally agree with my mom and my sister, and we most of the time seem to find ourselves at odds. Me and my mother and me and my sister, we think very differently about things. So it ends up not agreeing as much with, with things. He always had my back and it was like it was us against them. But I remember one day towards the end of our relationship, probably like a year before the relationship ended, he came home. He had been out drinking and he came in and I think I was going to tell him something that I had either discussed with my mom or my sister. And there he comes. I have started to notice that your mother and your sister are not the problem. You are the problem. It is your fault and no wonder you're always disagreeing with your family. He knew that this would get me up in a rage and that was exactly what he was looking for. I always knew and I had my foundations of why my decisions or my beliefs were always correct versus what they thought or believed, at least according to my life. And for him to put himself in the place to tell me that I was the problem, that I was imagining things, that I was creating the arguments, that it was always me looking for faults in other people and all whole bunch of things that he said that night, it was because he knew this was a very sensitive subject. And it was something that I thought it was him and me. But no, 
He took something that was very dear to me and used it in a moment that he wanted me to explode so he could expose me at some other point. This was not the only time that it happened. And this is not the last time that it happened either. He used to tell me when I started going to church, oh, you now believe that you're super Christian and you're perfect? Other times he would create silly arguments that would just try and ruin my parents' trips to Florida. And the only reason why he was trying to do this is so he could look up to them and say, you see, she's always the one creating problems. She's always the one screaming. You see how she's reacting. She's abusing me. I only said so and so. And it happens. It happens because you don't know what's going on. You don't understand their mentality. You're thinking you're dealing with a normal person and you just had enough. I don't think I have to tell you this, but my patience became shorter and shorter as our time together went on. Anything would make me open my mouth at him and I didn't care much about anything else. Then, towards the end of the relationship, right before I realized I was done, I just didn't care anymore and I stopped arguing. Once I broke away from the abuser, he tried to control how others saw me. This is called a smear campaign and I will be talking about this next Thursday. So, stay tuned. If you have been in this type of relationship for a while, you could be wondering if you were also the abuser. Let me tell you this. There is a thing called mutual abuse, but this is found to be very rare and some experts usually believe that it doesn't even exist. Abuse is about an imbalance of power and control, and one person will always possess more control than the other. Therefore, mutual abuse is not possible. In my opinion, you can be with someone long enough to start adapting and adopting certain behaviors. But the difference is the intention. His intention will be to manipulate you in a matter that best suits him, even and specifically if you catch him in a lie. In your case, the intention is to defend yourself and in cases deflect the abuse back to him, the original source. How can you tell an abuser from the victim? A victim will always be able to admit their faults. They will admit the reaction was over the top and will also know that it was wrong. Now, I want you to think on what happened during your reaction. If you've reacted back, you're 100% responsible for your actions. It is not fair because he made you do it, you might say. And I couldn't hold it on anymore. And I understand. But if you smacked him, if you insulted him, whatever you did in this reactive state, it's still 100% your responsibility because you're responsible for your actions. If you want to move on to the survivor stage, you have to start by taking ownership of what you do with your life. Now, what can we do against this reactive abuse? First thing you have to know is that he already expects you to react negatively. You have to be aware and learn to recognize it. It will take you time to learn to recognize, but you need to assess the situation and take power back. Number two, you have to react by logic instead of emotion. Oh my gosh, you don't have to tell me. I know that is so hard, but we have to learn to think with our heads and not with whatever emotion is flowing through our head and our bodies. Number three, you have to be responsible for your actions. Be aware of how you react and remember that how you react can give him power over you. And it is up to you to either give him the power or take the power away. Number four, always remember that you are a loving and caring person. And number five, you have to learn to create boundaries. The best thing that you can do is create your boundaries. This may seem hard at first, but believe me, it will help you a lot. 
the kind of boundaries that you could start creating at first, there's a whole bunch more, but I'm going to start with these four. Personal. Know about your space, your privacy, and your body. Mental. Be strong about your beliefs. If you believe something, unless you have proof and you dig more into the situation, do not let anybody, just anybody, come in and change your mind about your beliefs. Emotional. Know your feelings and what, if any, are your responsibility to other people. Sexual. Protect your comfort level. Know who, when, where, and what you accept. Like I said, there is more, but I believe that this will help you get started. Remember, you're in control if you so desire. Learning all these tactics that I'm talking about in this podcast and how they work will eventually help you identify these behaviors in your abuser. If you're finding that you're dealing with somebody and you don't know if this relationship is toxic, you can always go to my website. I will link this in the show notes, but you can access at RaquelKalina.com forward slash red flags. If you are needing to figure out how to love yourself again because the abuse has been so much that you can't even stand to look at this person that's in the mirror, you can go to RaquelKalina.com forward slash three tips. Like I said, all of this information will be in the show notes. If you're also going through a toxic, abusive relationship, I have created a brand new Facebook group that you can join. All of this information, you can find it in the show notes. The link for the three tips, the link for the Facebook, and the link for the guide to see if you are in a toxic relationship. I have a couple of resources that can help you, but the most important thing is that you know what you're dealing with. When I didn't know about any of these tactics, I didn't know what was going on, but I also never knew that it was abuse. The reason why I'm talking about all of these is because I want you to know what's going on. I want you to understand so you can learn how to deal with it, so you can learn how to deal with it, get out of it, manage it, build yourself back up and be the best version of you that you can be. It has been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.